With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Gamerland Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Worsham. With me, as always, is the one... The only, the, the KevinMiller.com. Jump and press the circle button, Kevin. Hold on, this is going to be hilarious. What's that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I just would like to uh, to get a credit for my bank account. Yeah, I have my account number right here. It's C18312. <laughs> You're right, it's very funny. Uh-huh, yeah, I just need to return that. Yeah, I can hold. I'm on hold. Yeah, okay, great. All right, thanks. Okay, bye. <laughs> All right, first, uh, let's bring that's our guest. That's pretty much how it went down. That is pretty close. That <laughs> I, is... have, I have a recording of it. That's <laughs> I am prepared to play it. <laughs> let's bring our, our guest into the mix. As you've already seen, uh, the title of your... Although I don't know your last name, so they will know it, but I won't. I know you as Ben. Oh, yeah. you just broke the timeline. It's <laughs> <laughs> my head. You are welcome. Um, so, Ben, what's your last name? Uh, my last name is Cleaver. Cleaver? Yeah. That's a great last name. Just like June Wally and the Beef. Yeah. But it's spelled differently. It Completely is like differently. the Klingon version of yeah. Cleaver. <laughs> really? It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there like an umlaut involved? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a couple well, of kaplas. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's actually uh, K-L-I-E-W-E-R. See, oh, I told wow. you. Yep. All of this is a bit, by the way. You're the victim of I bit. really hope so, because it's good. <laughs> There's know. a seven in there and a silent Q. <laughs> it's a good bit. I, you, you spelled it, and I went, uh-huh, and then there was a moment where I just, like, I lost. I didn't even, Two, couldn't even yeah, see the word. Era. Your spirit left your body for yeah. a moment. <laughs> Blue screen of death. That's, <laughs> and that's what your cleaver stands for. It separates the spirit from the body. Yes. And just by the spelling of your name. <laughs> so here, real quick, and then uh, we'll talk to you about your awesome project that we just saw, is that uh, I, I went to Ikea no, I'll just today. play it for you. Okay. Here's what I got. You ready? <laughs> oh, is that why you wanted to feed? Yeah. Oh, that's the only reason I ever want to feed. <laughs> oh, that, that, no. Should, well, here, hold on. Hit pause. Oh, I haven't done it because uh, uh, it's better if they hear the backstory because then you they think? get to. Yeah. I think they should hear it from my point of view, okay, which sure. is just this voicemail. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, okay. Here, it should be played. Here is it, it not playing? Let's go. But this is Justin Worsham. I'm calling because you guys installed a kitchen a while ago for me, and I'm here at Ikea. And one of the parts that uh, that you had to purchase on the day of my install was um, not there, I guess, in the original delivery. So they want me to verify that it was needed or if it was not. Uh, 3111 West Wyoming Avenue. 
<laughs> uh, the install would have been done on July, I want to say, 11th. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> stupid. So there were no panels there. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Thank you. Just to be clear, I get this voicemail. He never calls during the day. I'm in a meeting. I come back. I'm like, oh, Justin called. I hope everything's okay. He never. If he calls, he does not leave a voicemail. So I'm like, this will be good. <laughs> I was so confused. I legitimately thought, I wonder if he was speaking to me in code and that he's actually in dire straits, like someone has a gun to his head, and I should have been able to pick up the message through that story. Like, I, I almost oh, Kevin, regretted so texting. Sorry. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> he texted me and said, "Is this code? <laughs> or is that was that yeah. message coded?" I think yeah. is what you said. Just, just in case oh, you needed to break it. I you're knew. right. That was much funnier. I don't even remember that. I, I like the pauses. It's pretty legit. Cause like I'm like, oh, he he thinks he uh, like, oh, he doesn't oh, realize that it. I'm on the line. I'm like, no, there's no way he has two phones up to his head at the same time. To leave this voicemail, what I, is happening to I me said, right now? This is gonna make you laugh. I yeah. didn't know I was talking to me in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I broke the timeline again. So what happened, time traveling, Justin? <laughs> so uh, I, so I had uh, in the house that I just uh, purchased is uh, we had an IKEA kitchen put in, and so when you do that, they they tell you you build a floor plan, and you're not an architect or a contractor, but you do that. They give you, you just the power. Crayons and yes, they give you this. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this inability to a power you cannot control yeah. like you okay. there this is, is good this is good this a power good you should not have responsibility yeah. for <laughs> it's good and they say build your kitchen and then they then they go now buy your kitchen from us and then we're going to send somebody out to measure your kitchen to check your work <laughs> <laughs> but only after you've purchased it from us and so then they send somebody out to check your work and um so then the guy measured it, and then they came and they installed it. Well, there was parts that were, A, missing the first time that they did not deliver that I paid for. And then there was parts that he needed when he came to install them, like the guy. So I had to go get them and all that stuff. And so I had already returned everything that was left over. There was also parts left over, which I thought was awesome. And so I would returned all that, and so then I found this other stuff. It. Yeah. I found all this other stuff that needed to get returned, so I took it back. And then I go, well, I need a claim number because they tell you you have to call this number. So I called this number like – once a week for three weeks straight, and nobody ever returned my call. <laughs> so, <Nice>. Ikea! <laughs> so now I'm back there. This is like the third time I've gone there to return stuff for this kitchen. And so I'm there, and I want this to be the last time, and I'm going through everything. And there's a $90 side panel that they said that I bought on my original order, but they said, we don't know if he used it in another part of it. And ah. I said, well, if I bought one and he needed me to get one, then... What? Now, mind you, this is like a $3,000 plus mm -hmm. kitchen order that I've done. And they're squabbling and they're over, squabbling over $90. No, and, yeah, and so, and Ikea's this, hurting these yeah. days. That's how I understand. they got, mm -hmm. got to cut mm -hmm. all the corners to make room for all those meatballs. <laughs> that horse meat really Because horse yeah. meat isn't cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. It's hard to find that. That is the caviar of Eastern Europe or wherever the hell they are. <laughs> but anyway. Um, Ikea-land. I think right, caviar I think is the caviar of Eastern Europe, yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> that, that math checks out. <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, so she's and then she also says, "Well, is this within ten days of your order?" Then you know, I go, "No, no, it's not." And then they, but then they like to give me an attitude because it's not within ten days of my order. And I said, "Well, hold on a second. I go, I got your installers. It's not my fault that your installers were so backlogged that yeah. they, you know, that I can't get it in there in time and everything." So. I go, I go, so she goes, well, you need to check with your installer to see how many of these panels he used. And so yeah. I go, 
So I, I'm just going to go, okay, you finish doing this. I'm going to step over here and make a phone call. So I step over, uh, and I was maybe, no exaggeration, 10 to 15 feet away from the desk. <laughs> but I just wanted to, you know, be in the moment. You know, yeah. $90 is on the line. And so I'm like sitting there. <laughs> so little dinner theaters in order. Yeah. So I've, I've, I go through to try and find the number to the company. And then I go, why am I calling the company? I go, this chick's giving me attitude. I'm going to hose these people for this $90. Nice. And so I go, oh, I'll just have a pretend conversation. I went, no, who better to have a pretend conversation with than my best friend, Kevin Miller? <laughs> so I love, had I picked up, you would have just gone into I would have just anyway. said, I would have said, I think had you picked up, it was just hang with me. And then I would have just done everything and you would have just said, okay. Yeah. And you probably would have done something. I probably would have given you a confirmation yeah. number. <laughs> I was, in my mind, I was like, I wonder if this is a mistake because if I do this and I call Kevin, then he starts making me laugh in front of these people. And I'm like, what do you care? This is all for nothing. <laughs> So I just ninety dollars. All I needed to do was, and that's why I paused. Like I just wanted to seem like a conversation yeah. that would take that. Meanwhile, long. you're doing the old symbol for cell for phone. This, this is how I hold time. my iPhone. I hold it with, with my thumb, thumb and a pinky on the top. On the oh, top and bottom. That's yeah, yeah right. that's you the best that. way to take advantage of your case. Right. Actually, that's the first time a phone actually fits in there <laughs> since the advent. Steve of the Jobs iPhone. knew what he was doing, Kevin. He uh, knew what he was soon. doing. Ashton Kutcher will teach us that. So that's your superpower. That's my superpower. It's to design a kitchen and get ninety dollars back yeah so if you got that problem you just call in the enforcer here yeah and i will come down and get I you po- here. i posted something on our facebook recently to ask everybody what superpower they want oh but our our guest here tonight is a master of superpowers i am <laughs> i i am what I'm superpower do you have i melt into a, a puddle of mercury like the the t-1000 wow, wow. that's in your that's in your, sh- in your short film no oh i was gonna say your budget <laughs> that's real we didn't go real <laughs> <laughs> your budget yeah, yeah, yeah. this is farcical yeah. Yeah. i'm not on the clock <laughs> well bed cleaver is here uh to talk about watch geeks uh, is uh, is now? Do you want this to be a TV series? What is your goal for this? Basically, what we put together is we purposely made this for the web. Mm-hmm. Um, heard of it? Yeah. The Have you ever heard of the World Wide Web or mm-hmm. the Internet? Yeah, I'm on first name basis. We just call it the woo. The woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I, I got per- you. I read it. Nice. <laughs> I am embarrassed to say I've never heard of this. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it's an interconnected uh, worldwide network mm-hmm. uh, where people come together to bitch about movies. Oh. Uh, so <laughs> this is that thing. Wait. No, this is that thing Al Gore did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm familiar. It's a series of two. Familiar. Um, I thought that thing was a phase. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. No. Uh, we Seriously. specifically. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get what it deserved. A series um, of two. <laughs> Uh, the the we've specifically written this series for the web to be in you know sub ten minute episodes. The pilot's on WatchGeeks.com right now. Uh, that's Geeks with an X, by the way. Um, and, and watch with a watch with a W. <laughs> it's one of the W's and uh, Silent Seven. So. <laughs> it's a fair question with your last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but basically. Uh, We've designed it specifically for the web. You know, we've talked, we've kicked around the idea of if of uh, developing kind of a, a TV pilot from what we've already done. Uh, but we've got the first season written for the web, um, and right now we're raising money for it. But basically, it follows the our characters that we call the geeks, uh, which are our five main characters. Four of them appear in the pilot. And uh, then another main character gets introduced uh, in the second episode once we shoot it. Uh, so, yes. what, and what? Um, and they have superpowers. Is that right? They do. They were. Uh, they are underground competitive video game players. And uh, at a midnight underground tournament, they get struck by lightning and gain superpowers. In the first, they season, don't die. They, they don't die. <laughs> now, in the in the pilot that that we just watched, 
Uh, had that already happened, or has that not happened? That has already happened, okay. and the, the whole first season is kind of their origin story. Great. Their their Batman Begins, or their Spider-Man 1, if you will, where mm-hmm. they kind of, throughout the season, they'll, they'll begin to discover that they have these these powers as they as they go through uh the season which mm-hmm. is full of surprises and twists and twists turns. and turns yes. yeah um but as you can see from watching the pilot basically it's it's kind of a device to deliver just all this really referential comedy where you know anybody who loves comic books and tv shows and video games and uh you know go, if you go to comic-con you know our jokes are specifically designed for you mm-hmm. you know um you know, we referenced Double Dribble, which is a basketball game from yes. like 1985. Well, here's what was funny is that your character, he plays the character that references Double Dribble. Would you, if you go to watch, the, hit pause, go to watchgeeks.com, watch the pilot because it'll make everything make much more sense from here on out. But uh, is that what was great is that like you were a sense playing me. Like I never right. played Zelda. Right. Yeah. And so, but I played a ton of Double Dribble. Right. Like, and so it was funny for me to go, oh, that's funny. And then watching everybody react, I was like, in my mind, I'm watching it going, no wonder, like, I didn't find out I was a nerd until I was in my 30s. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Because I didn't have friends like this. I go, what? What? Do you, why? What? Like, and then I, my favorite, too, is that the guy, the, the line to that where he says, he goes, why would you name a game after a penalty? <laughs> that is a solid point for Double Dribble. And it's because it was a horrible game that was a lot of fun to play. Uh, oh, yeah, it was horrible. But yeah. it was, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. But it was, yeah, you had it was the awful. great cut scenes when you dunk the basketball. And yeah, that's cool. It was just flash. It was like four images that would flash across the screen of it because they couldn't. They couldn't define race in the game, sure. so it was just a gray guy just, like, jumping up in the air. Yeah. Um, That's worse. That's yeah. worse. It's <laughs> yeah. worse. A generic gray man. Yeah, he's not black or white or yeah. Asian. He's gray. He's sick. It's just, yeah. He's just no color. He's tremendously he's Ill. Ill. But very good at dunking a basketball. Me- yeah. Meanwhile, colorblind people are like, is he red or green? <laughs> I can't. Why did they make that green guy in here? I can't tell. I don't understand. <laughs> Nice. Um, well, how much money are you looking to raise? Well, we spent about $7,000 shooting the pilot, and that's mm-hmm. because we went through all the rigmarole of getting pilot. You did uh, it legitimately. Uh, we did it legitimately. You know, we rented uh, a lot of really great equipment. Um, you know, we had a lot of really professional people donate their time, and then we just spent the money on equipment. And then we also, you know, we did permits from the city of Burbank. Uh, we shot right here in Burbank. Wow. And, Did uh, you shoot in the GameStop at Empire Center? Is that where yeah. that's, that's where we, yeah, yeah, that's that's where we shot. It looks familiar. Yeah. Um, uh, how much does a permit cost in the city of Burbank? Um, and why did you feel you needed to go that route? <clears throat> well, we had found why, – why did we feel that we needed to go the route of getting permits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, couldn't you have just made friends with people in Game Portal and shot? Uh, no. Yeah, we could have. Uh, it was mostly like – part of it was we wanted to set out and, and do it legitimately. Like sure. We were like, we, we want to do this and we want to do it right. Yeah. You know? Um, and it would have been tremendously more expensive if we went without a permit and then, you know, a police officer walked by and was like, Hey, do you guys have permits? And we're uh, like, um, let me check. God. Run! <laughs> yeah, cheese it. It's the fuzz. Um, <laughs> hold on. We have to load up our gear. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. Zip, uh, I'm looking at, it's in this top. camera that I'm putting back in the bag. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. somewhere in here. Somewhere. Give us an hour and a half to escape from you and well, then start chasing us. And it's, a, well, when, when I, when Kevin asked that question, I go, it started making me think it's an interesting 
obstacle that I'm wondering, because with this new generation of things being brought from the internet to television, mm-hmm. the, the people who create them, they, if you learn these kind of guerrilla tactics and then you're forced into the quote-unquote corporate world of television production and you don't know the process and you don't know what things can kind of clunk you up or slow you down, it's kind of, it, it is kind of smart to, to think ahead of the game and say, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this legitimately for right. the sake of t- giving myself my own little minor in television production. Right. But also, then also if something comes out of it, then we've done it all legitimately. Everything's fine. We don't have to constantly be looking over our shoulder. We can focus on what we're trying to create. Yeah. Um, I just have a hard time with the cops actually. Are they looking for, for Burbank non, cops are. non-permitted film shoots? Burbank well, cops like to shut. give tickets and they yeah. like to uh, they like to bust people. That being said, I was at that same Burbank. What, what's the name of that center? Empire there? Center. No, that's not the Empire Center. Where Game Portal is? That's not oh, it. Game it's Portal? The, um, I yeah. thought he said the GameStop at Empire Center. No, that's Game Portal oh, no, no, no. over by AMC 16. Oh, Yeah, I'm that's sorry. where we shot. That's oh. Well, I've seen a dude, uh, there were two dudes out there playing music, all that kind of stuff, and the cops. How was that again? They can't see it, but there's a drum here. I really wish you would have bought their CD. It was so good. Well, a cop came by on a bicycle and was like, he said something to him and then proceeded to write him a ticket yeah. right in front of an audience of people. And the whole crowd, started by me, went boo. <laughs> you boo the cop? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I knew the crowd would because everybody was into it. Yeah. So I was like, these That's poor funny. guys, I'll at least make it. And you can't get in trouble for booing a cop. Yeah. You can boo cops all you want. In Burbank, boo. you can't. Okay. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I ran after I pecked yeah. at my camera and went home. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I canceled that music video yeah. shoot. So what, I mean, <laughs> what are the, uh, like, do you, were you legitimately worried, or you just wanted to do the, do it right? Well, it was a little a little column A, a little column uh-huh. B. Um, we we didn't have a small operation when we were in there. I mean, oh, really? we had a lot of lights, we had a lot of equipment, we had a lot of people. You know, there was probably fifteen or twenty people oh, on okay. set when so we you were shooting. Noticed. Um, so we would have been noticed. Also, we were there. We had to shoot between 10 p.m. and 4 a.m. Yeah. is when we shot that. So in some of the shots, you can see that we're still shooting while there are people down there. Because we shot on a Friday and a Saturday night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because um, we got cheaper equipment rent all over the weekend. Right. So, um, But you, in some of the shots, you can still see there are people outside. And, in fact, one of the shots, this, somebody takes a picture of us. And I'm nice. like, somebody thinks this is like a big Hollywood production or hey, something. Hey, it will be. They'll be like, watch Geeks? I watch sure did. Geeks. I did. I lived it. Um, I have a picture of the glass to prove it. Yeah. I swear they're in there behind the reflection of my flash. Yep, that's an interesting thing. That what that just made me think of is that you know, like I've walked by and I saw like uh, what was that Boston Public or what was that show that him and uh, James Spader and Boston Bill Shatner Legal. Boston Legal. So, Boston Legal. so I, I guess they were shooting something when that was still running and they were in they shot club. that in Boston. Oh, they shot that in Boston. But um, <laughs> but no, he was walking in there, and I, I guess you're right. I assume that that's what they were shooting. But it was I I'm, saw him I'm going Boston. in there, and what they do, done is that they rented this restaurant, and then they covered all the windows yeah. with like packing blankets to make it dark outside. And what what would be cool for like somebody like at our level is that if you could actually put on the packing blanket out there, go want to know what's going on, go to watchgeeks.com. Oh yeah, that you know what I mean. Great. And then oh, the that way it's that then they know what's going on in there exactly, and then you can kind of build up a, a following at the same time. But That's a good idea. I'm, I have a few of them. You got two every so once far. in a while, and I would never have brought it up. But I thought that by the time we finish this hour long episode, I would not remember to say something <laughs> when this Next gets time. picked up. And then he goes and shoots Feel another free to place. Use that idea. There you go. Yeah. They do that well, now at, at Boston Legal. You probably know this, but they they could have been shooting a daytime scene. Uh, in fact, if you drive down Hollywood Boulevard at like two a.m. on a Wednesday night, they'll be filming in restaurants and stuff inside, and they'll be blasting light in through the windows. 
because then they can control the light the entire uh, night long. Right. So they can it looks like the middle of the day, but it looks like and the it's always of the consistent, day, yeah. consistent light. And the they do the, time. they do the same thing in sound stages and all that kind Absolutely, of stuff. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just weird to do it in a real place because you're like it seems yeah. like you're working against itself. And in Hollywood, I mean, the light's pretty consistent most of the day, except for you know cloudy days and. 1 p.m. versus 4 p.m. So sure. It changes. Sure. It so anyway. Can we break it down the arc of the sun? <laughs> well, see, um, you see, the sun moves. Uh-huh. It creates different shadows. The earth is flat. Heresy! But I just realized, I didn't answer your question from earlier. Yeah. What we're doing with our Kickstarter is we basically kind of divided it out, and, and we looked at, you know, because Kickstarter, you, you give... Uh, rewards, incentives for for certain amounts that people donate. So we looked at what we were willing to give people, or what we wanted to give people for contributing to the project, and uh, and what we wanted to do with the project, and combine everything together. And we came up with, we were like, okay, let's let's go with seventy thousand dollars. That's what we're trying to raise to shoot seven more episodes of this season, uh, and we'll just put it out there and see see what we can do. Um, there's a little over two weeks left on the on the Kickstarter right now, and we're by the time this comes out, it'll be about a week left. Be about a week left. Okay, so um, as of the time of this recording, we're just over eight thousand. So um, you know, it's it's one thing or the other. The Kickstarter is kind of our first phase of mm-hmm. of action, um, and that's because we were like, well, let's start with this and see where we get with that, and then um, we can move. Then you can on know what to point. come back for phase two. Exactly. Um, so. You know, if the Kickstarter, if and when the Kickstarter is successful, which it ends on my birthday, so that's kind of cool. Yay. Happy birthday! Yay. You get nothing. You get nothing. <laughs> or you get seventy thousand dollars. Um, I will give you fifty-two. <laughs> all right. That is all I'm willing to offer. Dollars or fifty-two thousand dollars. <laughs> I don't know if that makes my math. That's my math is wrong. Yeah, Sixty-two thousand. Yeah. Damn it. It's not fucking funny. <laughs> Math is wrong. I Math. told you to get the abacus. I said if you're gonna buy this house, get an abacus. I, I can't. It's just so many clicking. times I say get the abacus. I know. I'm, you could be fine now. You've got a sundial outside already. <laughs> I'm, well, do you know how that works? You see, the sun moves. <laughs> the earth is flat. That's heresy. Heresy. <laughs> Talk to us about uh, Watch Geeks. Uh, what are the powers like? What are the people like? Don't don't give us any spoilers. But I think our listeners deserve a little spice secret absolutely absolutely <laughs> uh, a, little, a little something on the inside who are you yeah <laughs> a little I don't know. Spice. this guy a little spicy secret it's tasty i also had a weird thought uh it feels perverse how many people because uh, <laughs> i wonder how many people when they listen to the show actually imagine sly cooper is sitting talking to oh. us I, no one's ever said it but i wondered if i would everybody knows that Kevin Miller is a cartoon fox, right? <laughs> or is he a wolf? Oh, Raccoon. Oh. Raccoon. Well, Raccoon. you just you. We might need to delete this if you want any money from our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Raccoon. It's a Everybody knows that Kevin Miller is a cartoon raccoon. <laughs> I'll pick it up from there. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Whoops! Give us some spicy secrets. Spicy secrets about the geeks. Well, what we tried to do is kind of cover these. There's a nice airplane for you. I don't yeah. hear it. What are you? What are you huh? I don't hear anything. Uh, we we tried to cover these different demographics of of the geek kingdom, mm. uh, if you will. And so we have uh, Jason's the main character. He's uh, he's the uh, RPG player. Yeah. Uh, he grew up on you know Zelda and Dungeons and Dragons and that sort of thing. Uh, and he's kind of the the uber geek. Mm. Uh, his personality is like. 
you know, he obsesses and knows everything about everything, uh, video games, comic books, 80s movies. And right. so he'll, if you make a mistake, he'll, he'll call you out. Ah, on it. He's the fact checker. Yes. Got it. Um, and so once he starts developing his superpowers, he, he goes along the lines of, of kind of a Zelda. And uh, we play off a couple different themes with him, you know. The uh, the sword that he raises his hand and it magically appears in his hand and a nice. bolt of lightning and that sort of <laughs> thing and um and uh, it's it's all kind of run through this kind of Avengers Batman superhero type of uh, type of idea. Um, then there's the character of Rhett. Uh, he's the guy that's drinking the balls energy soda throughout the whole episode. Is that a real thing? It is a real thing. Nice. We uh, we contacted Balls Garana Energy Soda and said, "Hey, we're shooting a pilot. We'd like to have your your drink in in the show. Can we do it?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure. Why not? That's great." <laughs> um, Normally, we have to pay for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that actually comes from when I was uh, still living in Kansas. That's where I'm from. Uh, heard of it. I was heard of it. It's it's back there somewhere. Um, <laughs> I was living with a couple other guys, and they would do nothing but play World of Warcraft and drink Balls Garana energy soda nice. like all night long. Oof. And it sounds they, like the life. Yeah, that actually sounded relaxing to me. And then <laughs> like, they, that sounds so nice right now <laughs> to just stay up all night long playing role playing games. Mm. Oh. Um, Parenthood. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Enjoying that kid yet? Yeah, uh, he's, he's a wonderful thing. <laughs> I'm sure he is. He's adorable, too. Yeah. I, would you call him the, Well, I'll tell, it's rude now that I said it because it was funny. Kevin had a side conversation with someone to, when I was on the phone with you later laughing about the stupid voicemail I left yeah. you. And he's like, yeah, no, I'll take that. I, go, I have a kid. They're a curse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was asking me to lunch. He's like, we're going to lunch for Taco Tuesday. I was like, I, I can. I brought a lunch. He walks away. I was like, I'm poor. I'm poor. You don't understand. I have children. They're Curse! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he didn't that was care. great. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so, uh, Rhett uh, is the first-person shooter gamer, uh, and it's kind of funny because he's kind of this aloof, kind of doofy guy mm. in the show. Uh, he's surgical with a sniper rifle. Ooh. You know, <laughs> in game. I'd like to be that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he. Oh, I get it. <clears throat> that's good. Surgical with a sniper. I didn't. What? I didn't understand. You didn't understand. Yeah. Now I got it. Though. He could. Yeah. He could get a headshot on a guy easy. Oh, I thought it made it, he could like take out your heart. That too. Oh, that surgical. too. That's sure. impressive. It's very. This accurate. is very deep. It's on a lot of levels. There's <laughs> a lot of levels. <laughs> um, and uh, so what? An what joke? What happens is uh, when in this you know backstory where they get struck by lightning, what it ends up doing is kind of enhancing their skill set into ah. superhero levels. Can you tell us what that what that means? Uh, well, uh, Rhett uh, kind of becomes this this super. Which kind one of, are you? You're Jason? I'm Oz. You're I'm Oz. Oz. Okay. Oz uh, Rhett's the kid who's slurping the energy soda the whole time. So. And did you go through Oz? You didn't mention Oz. I haven't gotten through Oz Got yet. It. Okay. No. Um, so anyway, that enhances him so he can he can become this kind of um, super super soldier type of thing. Ah, uh, cool. Um, yeah. And then there's Oz, my character. Uh, he's the the sports gamer. Uh, you know, he plays Madden and NBA and MLB and all that kind of stuff, and doesn't have time for Zelda or any of those games. And um, and Oz and Rhett kind of have a fun relationship because um, Oz is kind of this. He considers himself this ladies' man in the world of these underground video game tournaments. The underground video game tournaments are fun, too, because we kind of based this whole idea off of, like, you remember, like, in Beer Fest when they first yes. go to Beer Fest? Mm. And it's just, like, this crazy underground tournament. It's, like, that a combination of that and, like, the races from Fast and Furious and all this kind of <laughs> stuff. You know, it's just this over-the-top type of thing. So this is where these guys hang out. And Oz is kind of this ladies' man. And, and uh, 
Rhett kind of, like he's kind of taken Rhett under his wing and been like, I will show you the ways of how to pick up women. <laughs> um, and of course, Rhett becomes this kind of hyper athlete when he's, you know, his superpower is kind of like a, a Captain America style um, super strength, super speed, super throwing balls at people's faces. Uh, super. And yeah. And then uh, Lucy the, the is the stoner gamer. Ah. Um, and you saw her smoking a, a red mushroom-shaped pipe yeah. in the... I don't know if you noticed that. It was the red mushroom I with the white spots on it. I see it was something. It. That's great. Um, and so she's the racing gamer. She ah. she plays Mario Kart or any game that's racing. Um, we have a, a great face-off later in the season between her uh, and another gamer that uh, involves Wave Race. Uh, if you remember that game, Wave Race 64. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Oh, it was a jet ski game for the Nintendo 64. It was awesome. Really? Yeah. Polygons galore. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we'll introduce a fifth character in episode two, which is Vicky, who is the sexy cosplay girl. Ah. Um, definitely had to hit up that demographic. That's great. Um, and she's a great character because she's like this brilliant, smart uh, uh, character. But you she didn't also... put her in your pilot? I know. You always well, put the sexy cosplay girl in your pilot. Well, we actually had three different. Uh, the pilot was originally going to be uh, uh, three different scenes, ah. and we just didn't have enough money or time to produce yeah. three different. So she was actually in the original pilot, but um, didn't make it into the final cut because we only had so much time and so much money to do it. Um, unfortunately, that is unfortunate. And then in the show, you saw Greg come in with his team, and we call them the Doppelgamers. <laughs> Uh, as you recall, in any good classic video game or anime TV show, uh, the bad guys were basically just the exact same character as the good guys, except different colors. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and so we had uh, Greg is obviously Jason's doppelgamer. Um, you had uh, Brett, who was kind of the uh, the the guy who got his um, hoodie stuck over his head. Uh, that is uh, Rhett's doppelgamer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you had Toto, who is Oz's doppelgamer. Uh, Toto is the, the the hilariously jacked guy uh, where we say, didn't he used to be an American Gladiator? Yeah. Which is actually true. Evan Dollard, the actor that plays him, used to be an American Gladiator. Nice! <laughs> uh, and he was like a three-time American Ninja Warrior contestant. Wow. He hosts, a, he hosts a show for G4, which is now switching to Esquire, I guess. Um, but he hosts an American Ninja Warrior like kind of training web reality show for for them now um he's a good friend of mine too he's he's hilarious and then uh in this episode you actually saw vicky's doppelgamer nikki ah not the uh not the stoner doppelgamer uh nikki uh was the the well we did have one of the sexy one of the sexy cosplayers um she was dressed as a character from final fantasy and uh and then we also did not have Lucy's doppelgamer, the stoner doppelgamer, um, because that is a character named Fat Stacy, <laughs> and that character is going to be me in a fat suit, nice. uh, portraying a female. So ah, double cast, uh, well yeah, done. double well cast. Well, you can do that when you're the writer and producer. You're like, I'm, <laughs> so. I'm so good, I'm in here twice. <laughs> uh, what actually happened was we were talking about casting, and we were like, guys, we can't 
put out a casting call for a yeah. morbidly obese actress to come in and because there's all kinds of jokes about how fat she is. Yeah, the right woman would be and, into it. Yeah, I mean, what's her face on uh, Super Fun Night airs this uh, month? What's that oh. actress's name? The Australian chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know her uh, name. Rebel Wilson. Yes. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Wow. She would have done it. Yeah. <laughs> if we could have gotten her, we would have taken her. That's right. <laughs> um, but we were actually reading through the scripts one day when we were reading through season one, and uh, I was doing the voice, and I did this kind of like, "Hey, I'm fat, Stacy," and they're like, "Maybe you should just be her." <laughs> I was like, "All right." So and will you keep your beard. Uh, we were actually talking about Fat Stacy having some stubble. Nice. <laughs> so That's good. We'll see. <laughs> Poor Fat um, Stacy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and there's all sorts of great characters in it. You saw the the game store clerk who was standing at the back there. That's uh, uh, MC Eight Bit. He is the <laughs> uh, the master of ceremonies of these underground gaming tournaments, uh, and uh, he kind of turns into this hilarious. He's like a combination between a, a hip hop hype man and Michael Buffer. Hmm. He's like the announcer, and he's also like, "Looks good, ready to rumble." Yep, that's cool. Yep. Uh, so he's kind of this nerdy guy in the game shop, and then he once he goes back into these tournaments, he becomes like the man, you know. Nice. Uh, and then and so do these characters fight each other? Is it when you say like you have a, a person that becomes a soldier, you have stuff with them shooting zombies, or is it all it's all dialogue and hilarious conversations, or a mix of the two? It's a mix of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted it to be, um, you know, we were inspired by shows like. Uh, I'd say two of the biggest and hottest shows out there right now uh, online are The Guild and Video Game High School. Oh, I've never seen Video Game High School. It's it's actually really good. Like I, I watched the first episode, I was like, "What is this?" And then I started watching a little bit more, and I'm like, "Okay, okay, I can I can get behind this." And that's that's very heavy action oriented, and The Guild is very heavy dialogue mm-hmm. and and relationship oriented. And we we said, you know, we want to kind of put something in the middle. And we kind of want to go for something a little bit more along the lines of like a 30 Rock type of feel uh-huh. as far as our comedy goes. And then we wanted to throw some some action in there, but but make it more ridiculous. And and the whole idea is to kind of paint these characters like kind of we as geeks see ourselves in our, in our yeah, own yeah. mind's eye. You know, we kind of all see ourselves as superheroes uh, in our own mind's eye. That's why we do things like dress up as our favorite characters when we go to Comic-Con or something like that. That's true. Um, I I did when I went to Comic Con this year. Oh really? I was I was multiple man. Oh yeah. Just a t shirt. Did you just wear the t shirt? That's just all you gotta wear. The, I was in full on costume. No one took a single picture with me. Nice. <laughs> it's unfair. Um so the second episode we go into this into this uh, video game tournament, uh, and Greg faces off against Jason and something goes horribly wrong. Oh no. Uh Greg begins to beat Jason. Uh, and I don't want to give too many spoilers away. So oh, that's good. That's um, enough spicy secrets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we do one one more little spicy secret as I rub my fingers together. We saw the the shadowy figure uh-huh. in the uh, kind of the end of the episode. There, I don't know if you if you caught it, but um, there is a shadowy figure who comes into play a little bit later in the first season. And it turns out he may be in control of everything. Oh no, he's he's Mister Lightning Bolt. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I always Spoiler. love uh, I love the idea of breaking down the the archetypes of gamer people. So uh, right. I'd like to uh, Justin and I are going to throw out titles to you, and you're going to tell us which of your five gamers would know 
the most about that title. Okay. Okay. Uh, my first one is Mutant League Football. Whoa! Mutant League Football. Um, I, I would probably throw that Oz's way. Yeah, Oz uh, is, which... Uh, he's which the sport gamer. Sports, yeah. sports Even gamer. though it's 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 fantasy-driven. It is fantasy-driven. involved, and... Uh, but anything having to do, like... Oz's character, Oz as a character, if he heard the word football, he'd be into He's it. He's into it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Because I, I think, that, again, I, I know I'm way overthinking this, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> that would, uh, Use the abacus. Oh, that's right. You don't have one. I told you to get it. But no. I said I was sorry. <laughs> and I said it for the last time. I'm okay. getting you an abacus for your birthday. Good luck. It's eight months away. Um, Mine's this month. What? Can I have an abacus? $62,000. All he's asking. How do you know? How do you know how much you're going to give him? Because I figured it out without an abacus. Uh, Or the second go round. Abacus. Abacus. Isn't he the the Luke Skywalker's father? Atticus Finch? Atticus Finch. Atticus Finch Skywalker. Anakin Finch. You were overthinking. <laughs> I was so, but that the idea that it's funny because I, I really like the the Oz character yeah. with he not knowing what, you know, he knows that double dribble is but not Zelda. I played Mutant League football and loved it, but again, I never played Zelda. Mm-hmm. I didn't really play oh, okay. Mario Brothers, any of that stuff. So I don't know why I feel like I can provide credibility. I feel like Oz is based on me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm trying to probably say. Is, and that's the idea. We want people to be like, I'm that character. Yeah. That's who I am, or that's who I relate to the most. Yeah. That's great. Uh, and, and hopefully we've been able to do that with all the characters in it. Um, but yeah. That's good. Do you have My game is Star yeah. Fox. But that, that's a good one. Oh, I would say that's probably going to be... Um, Jason is going to know the most about Star Fox. All right. It's kind of a classic first title. First-person shooter? Yeah. Guy? Well, no, no that's J- Rhett. Jason, yeah, Rhett's the first-person shooter. Jason would know because Star Fox is more of like a classic title, and, uh-huh, yeah. and he would, you know, he, he would be the one to go to about that. Yeah. All right, uh, Dawn of War 2. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Dawn based on the, of War Based 2. on the 40K series, uh, which is... Uh, like a, a RTS uh, top-down Marines versus Orcs. At this point, you're just saying words. No, no, yeah. no. It's a real game. Tabletop painting uh, table- things. That, I, that I got it, you. That it become, it's a video game based on the tabletop. I game. got you. I, um, it's a fantastic I game. might have to throw that Jason's way as well. Because um, of the role-playing. Because of the role-playing tabletop style. I used to play a lot of Civ. Oh, Sid yeah. Meier's Civilization. Yeah. I sat down one, one one Thanksgiving in college. I spent the entire Thanksgiving playing one game of Civ, Civ 3. That's good. That was sad. <laughs> did you not go home? <laughs> no, I did. I I, play, I, I sat in the basement. Dinner. It was like freshman year of college, and yeah. I just sat in the basement playing that the whole time, and then went up for turkey. But, and then came back down. And then came back down. More Civ. <laughs> That's interesting to me that that your your folks would just be like, ah, he's down in the basement playing some game during the like. Did you live at home when you went to college? No, but so I. This I, is like the one week you've been at home your freshman year. <laughs> well, I went to college like a half hour away from home, so okay. I, I, oh, was well, that was my, yeah, I was close. That was my. I was close enough. I, but like, I, he's studying. There's a yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm studying history, <laughs> where Lincoln fought the Mongols. Where, where Lincoln and that's what that game's all about. Lincoln right? and Ramses yeah. are fighting each other right now. Yeah, somewhere in Brazil, <laughs> on Archipelago. Archipelago. <laughs> I gotta build more ships. Who would be into Civ Five or Civ Four in? Uh, in Jason. Your, Jason. Jason. How about the uh, sim game, The Movies? Ooh, big. the movies. Oh, I might throw that one. 
Let's say that uh, I, I'd throw that one to Rhett. He has a, a, a secret side that he doesn't want anybody to know oh, about. Nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. Which is Sim Games. Nice. I just uh, made that up right now. Good. We're putting that in the script. Add it into the continuity. <laughs> <laughs> he plays he plays Sims and Spore and all those. That's uh, going into the uh, train set. That's going into the be- the Geeks Bible tonight. There you go. Nice. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Spicy Exclusive. Oh, well, you've so given good. away too many spicy so secrets. Keep all of yours. These poor spicy listeners secrets. need milk for their ears. <laughs> mm. So spicy. <laughs> oh, I, I did forget to mention that uh, in about the third episode of the season, we introduce uh, Oz and Red are kind of like the twelve-year-olds of the group, nice. and uh, they have these superhero personas that they've already previously invented before mm. learning they had superpowers called Ozman and the Crimson R. Uh, and, and they're just going to show up wearing these just horribly, horribly homemade costumes. Oh, I love it. Um, when they're they're trying to solve a mystery, basically. Um, part of part of the the plot line of the season is they're kind of doing this Batman detective mystery solving type of story mm-hmm. arc. Um, while at the same time discovering they have superpowers. So. <laughs> Just like Batman. Yeah, that was my, I want, is it, is it in the, the vein of a comic book where they have obviously a nemesis and, and yeah. all that stuff? Or like, cause that, what you just said made me think of, or is it like Scooby-Doo and they're going to travel around in some minivan-esque mystery machine? We, we've borrowed. Was it a minivan? They had just a straight up van. Yeah, but today, yeah. these, I'm modernizing oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah I know what he's doing. I love that we've... you modernized them into a minivan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the Scooby and the gang wouldn't go into something else. Like, um, I guess a minivan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mini- Thank you. Uh, probably a Humvee. Wouldn't yeah. they get into a Hummer or something? Like, well, you got to put that big old uh, dame hound. There are a bunch the of mystery. Kids who yeah. they're a bunch of kids who go around solving pro bono mysteries. You yeah. think they could afford the gas and uh-huh. the cost of a Hummer? That's true. And they got to put that Saint Bernard. What is Scooby? He's a great I Dane. Mean, great Dane. But I, aren't they? And they smoke weed with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they like Scooby talking the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that dog's talking to us. <laughs> the other guys are like. Are, what did you just say? <laughs> uh, but you were saying. So I'm saying, like, will they will they go around and solve mysteries in the uh, in the town as well? Or uh, yeah, kind of. The we've borrowed from so many tropes and uh, and that sort of thing uh, to to create this series. Uh, but the first season is really one single storyline that yeah. kind of establishes their their characters and sets them up for what we want to start in season two is basically kind of laying it out as. Um, a, Aside from like the fact that season one is going to be more of a single storyline, once we advance on from that, hopefully, um, it, it'll turn into a little bit more like a Saturday morning cartoon for adults, uh, where you have single episodes where they're we're going to establish these different villains that they're going to end up fighting nice. and that sort of thing. So the first season is kind of uh, a season of discovery. After what happens in episode two at the video game tournament, they end up having to kind of figure out and track down these different people. And that's how we introduce different characters throughout the season um, as they solve this kind of video game crime. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the achievements that you unlock while yeah. watching yeah. the video. That's pretty great. That's I really good, think that premise. when he says that it, there is something – if you're the person who loves to play video games, loves comic books, or lo- would be the kind of person who no matter what would have a good time going to Comic-Con. Like even me. Like I would consider myself – I don't know all of the references. I don't know everything you know, about everything. But when I go to Comic-Con, I like it. I like everything yeah. I see. Very rarely do I look and go, eh. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like – I'm not. I'm not that person, and so there is something in there for for everyone. That's yeah. what, the thing that I'm interested in because I think it also draws for, um, from a real source is the the underground video game tournaments. Right. Are those in any way real? Oh yeah. Uh, 
really? Are you being for reals? Yeah, no, yeah, well, yeah. the reason I asked is because while doing a week at the Omaha Funny Bone, uh, one of the comics her uh, there, her husband, uh, took his son, his oldest son, to a land party type yeah, thing. Right. And they have this ginormous warehouse. And people come, and that's why it's funny that you talk about like the Fast and the Furious references because one of the things that I thought was most interesting was watching all these nerds descend upon this vacant warehouse, and it's just lined with picnic tables. Yeah. And then they come with their computer towers that have like neon lights and tricked out with water coolers, and yeah. it's in this it's in the same vein of that. You know, you walk in, you see the race, you know, and all the cars are hung, 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 and everybody's yeah. got their hoods yeah. popped, and like, look at what I got, you know. And everybody's playing game, and, and it gets it's funny to me because as a break in the action. They have a dodgeball tournament, which nice. I thoroughly loved. I loved every Around ounce their of computers. It. No, no, oh, no, no. Okay, say, no. They had a net. Do not go for the computer. Yes. Why? Why? They had a net set up in the back, and then uh, they did it, and it was great because it gets everybody off their feet and gets. Some it, yeah, but happen. it was just fun. Like I've never been someone who made fun of nerds in any way, shape, or form. But it's just funny to me because it was a way of. I like playing dodgeball, right? And I, but I, I was somewhere in the middle. You know what I mean? Or maybe I didn't have the right perception that I, I wasn't this. good enough to like be an a, an athlete or a quote unquote jock. But I also could dodge a dodgeball. Like I didn't get the you know the crap kicked out of me, if that makes sense. Right. So, but to yeah, watch, you know, I you know I could dodge a dodgeball. I'm just saying, you know, just you know, it's on my resume. Whatever. Uh, Humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be real. You got to be real. Probably the most sad humble brag ever. <laughs> I, yeah, could I could dodge a dodgeball. I could dodge a dodgeball. But uh, but my point is is that watching these, guys, it's like, for if you were the person who just got creamed at dodgeball, then dodgeball was never fun. Yeah. However, when you go to a land party and everybody is the person who got creamed at dodgeball, <laughs> it evens the playing field and it's a ton of fun. And what was great too is that it looks like a beer fest yeah. situation where there are these unintentional Asian teams, <laughs> like it just five Asian triad dudes that just descend, but they're nerdy, but they take dodgeball super serious. <laughs> but like one guy was playing with like a, a members only jacket on, yes, yes, and he's like he's and he's. Like I think he was wearing flip flops, and I'm not kidding. He did a Jackie Chan esque backflip. Like he's the guy that you would not look at and go, "Here's the guy who knows him some right, kung right, fu." Right, right. Like that's not what you would look at when you saw this guy. And it's like, and he just stood there like perfectly still, and he went Steven Seagal on the ass of all these kids playing dodgeball. It was an incredible spectacle to be seen. And so like that to me is the closest thing I know of to be a underground gaming tournament. So I don't know if that's what Strangely it's based enough, on. Dodgeball incorporated to episode two of watching. Wow. <laughs> Check this out. No. Uh, well, yeah, what we're kind of doing is we're taking that concept and we're kind of lampooning off of it a little bit more. We're making these a little bit more outrageous, yeah. if you can if you can believe it. So it's kind of like a WWE, I guess it is mm-hmm. now. I almost said WWF, oh, but no, that doesn't they, exist anymore. Sue you. That's the wildlife refuge. You know, so. I I used to watch WCW. Uh, don't turn your back why? on the Wolfpack. Um, <laughs> That's why you don't. Yeah, turn your back I on don't the turn my back on the Wolfpack. Okay. Uh, yeah, but it's it's kind of like a combination between a you know a WWE event and a nightclub, and you know you've got a bar, you've got sexy cosplay girls, you've got you know little people, you've got. Uh, kids who climb on rocks. Kids who climb on rocks. <laughs> Why does this sound like a Caribbean cruise? Now? Um, I just want a hot dog the whole time. <laughs> uh, uh, but it's dark and there's flashing lights and there's a ring in the center and a giant, you know, larger than life screen looming over all where they play the game Battleground Adventure, which is a game we made up for the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And uh, the backstory behind that is that this uh, this guy named Neil P. Neal, uh, <laughs> who we got the amazing Ben Begley to play, uh, he is in every commercial you've ever seen in your life, mm-hmm. and uh, he also has a recurring role on Franklin and Bash. Um, but he's hilarious. He's he's a super nerdy guy. He he loves uh, he loves the show, which is good for us. Yeah. Um, and. He is the Neil P. Neil is the inventor of the game Battleground Adventure, which he kind of just invented for himself in his basement. And then it kind of it's it's basically kind of an adventure game where you build a character and he goes through this world and he fights against uh, the the main boss or villain of the game is is this generic trope called the general. And uh, he has an army of uh, agents that are like Agent Smith types that and he's trying to take over the world and you as your custom-made character have to uh, go through all these levels and and eventually end up fighting him and defeating him and uh but he also invented this battle mode this arena mode where you can take your custom character and pit it against another custom Ah, character cool yeah and that's what the what these huge underground gaming tournaments in the world of geeks have become and so that's what greg challenges jason to uh, is a match in battleground adventure and the this kind of revolves around uh, XP or experience points. Oh, that gosh! Uh, I was yeah. like Windows. Yeah, Windows XP. <laughs> that is an antiquated um, platform. Sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Stop giving him notes on his Stop. show Dang uh, that it. makes more sense. <laughs> it's all based around Windows XP. <laughs> it was based around Windows ninety five, but we then you had me for a while. Windows me. Yeah, you're like that's done. Uh, Windows seven. <laughs> um, but. Basically, what we find out in the second episode is XP is where these uh, gamers get their powers. The more XP, and they they gain and lose XP depending on how well they do in this game, uh-huh. or any game for that matter. It's it started to expand at this point because we start this episode is one month after the lightning strike. That's right, and so uh, their powers grow or dissipate depending on how much XP they gain or lose. And uh, that's kind of the basis of the second episode, kind of ex- goes into that and explains that. So everybody calls uh, Neil uh, Dr. Neil because they think he's this brilliant doctor who invented the game. And uh, part of the running gag throughout the series is that he's always like, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, the uh, footage for the game, you, you, where are you getting that if it's a made-up game? And how, how, where are you getting those screenshots? We have uh, – there are different things that we're doing for that. Uh, we have an amazing uh, graphic effects guy named Brian Barr. Uh, who did basically all of our visual effects in the yeah, show. Yeah, that is incredible. Uh, thank you. Um, the Actually, the cartoons, when we all turn into anime in the middle of the episode, that was uh, those were drawn by uh, Chris Copeland, who is an artist at Disney Marvel, or he was an artist at Disney Marvel. I think he's doing freelance right now, and then he's moving on to more projects in the future. But He's huge on DeviantArt. He's huge on DeviantArt. We should have him on. Uh, yeah, you should. In fact, I'm having lunch with him tomorrow. I'm talking about geeks and deviant art. There yeah. it is. Bam. Um, bam. He got you into Comic Con. He did. Yeah. Never heard of him. <laughs> you should thank him. <laughs> nah, that's not my style. Oh, okay. I exploit um, people. And, Just walk uh, way to go. The, you're welcome. He is my rug to pop culture celebrations. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, Chris drew those, and then we basically gave everything to Brian, and Brian did the coloring and the animation, and he did the comic book cells. In fact, there in the scene where we're walking into the door in the back, there um, when the door opens, that's completely a CG shot. Wow! Cool. Um, and then when we were walking into the back, 
there was uh there was no smoke and lights coming out of the door and he added that in post wow. he, he just did incredible work uh well, we should uh, listen to the intro because I think the voice actor that you got for the opening of it. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. pretty we got some guys. Production. Oh, that's oh, our that's production company. That, that was the end. end. <laughs> uh, I did it? That, well, that was great. <laughs> yeah, that was it. it was an underground gaming tournament like any other. Sexy. Then the gamers were imbued with special powers, really nerdy powers. Four of these gamers would become heroes to the rest. Fancy the geeks. Now we know. Now the we amazing know. the Kevin. How did Miller. you get Sly Cooper to do the intro to your uh, pilot? I left my garbage cans open at night, <laughs> and then there was this raccoon there. This cartoon <laughs> raccoon, and I took a potato sack and I just got him. <laughs> and then I was like, "Hey Ben, you, I'll, I'll record some lines for you if you give me that cartoon raccoon." <laughs> yeah. And so Kevin came over and he said, hey, that's that's a great cartoon raccoon you got there. Kevin bronzed him and then made two of them and put them on his desk. Right. And then he did the voiceover it's for been, the, uh, for the opening of the... I'm going to give one of them away. <laughs> Someday. Yeah, yeah. Well, I really wish our fans were... I don't really wish it, I, but in my head, the comedy of it would be that... How funny would it be if our fans were really rage-filled? And so the fact that you lured him in with trash and that, like, to them, that's an insult to the character. Yeah. And they just... They go nuts. Well, I'm glad you said that because I, I think they were. No, <laughs> they were. I don't think so. But that, they weren't nuts. They were just like, that's not what slide does. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you can't be a nerd and not have that yeah. at least happen. Here's the thing. I was doing those uh, unidirectional video chats, my little video blog for a while. And uh -huh. so somebody asked a question about something. And in it, I was talking about adopting the kid or something. And so I I said what I meant to say was that Sly was an orphan. But instead, I said Sly was adopted because I'm trying to, like, answer a question in the middle of this thing. I just wasn't thinking. I used the word improperly. I got flamed on my own video wall of all these nerds saying, you should know your kid – your character better he was an orphan never adopted <laughs> are you trying to tell us there's some part of the backstory we don't yeah. know you're an idiot <laughs> no better way to get access to your favorite character by the way i know uh, uh, no better i'm so way glad i made these video chats to for get you. abrasive yeah and be a, like yeah you know many a person you know more about sly cooper than i do has been known to cuddle with steel wool <laughs> many a person well it's the blessing and the curse of being part of the nerd community which i am a part of yeah, and we all uh, are and but what have you nerds. raged on Oh, man. Well, actually, we touch on it in the episode. We have this um, – we keep bringing up this little little running gag throughout the season where Oz and Jason have this argument between Voltron versus Power Rangers. <laughs> and basically, in a nutshell, Jason – like, Oz's argument is like, the Power Rangers are awesome. Yeah. And Jason's argument is, the Power Rangers are a ripoff of Voltron. And that's kind of the argument that keeps getting brought up. I agree with Jason. On? Yeah. Personally, I mean, I I did not grow up watching Voltron. I grew up watching Power Rangers. Oh, Voltron was go. available. Poor I thing. just, but I'm I come from a different time. I literally, I, I was in the eighth grade when that show first came out, so I was definitely out of the pocket of of caring that it, that existed for Power and, Rangers. For Power Rangers, yeah. And, no, for Voltron because I'm like seventy. <laughs> That's what I thought. Are you seventy years old? That's so, the right math. Did you do I, it on your abacus? Yes, because I have one. Thanks for noticing, Ben. <sighs> I tried to bring abacus for every. Everybody, but not everybody wants an abacus. I would apologize, but I've already said I did it for the last time. Yeah, but it wasn't sincere. <laughs> um. Best part is, just so you know, this is not a running gag. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> never been said. Never, never been come up before. Um, <laughs> most of our running gags are only 45 minutes long. <laughs> we're like, we're going to do this forever. And then we forget. Uh, <laughs> the uh, I remember being in class and my, and my good friend uh, leans it. We were talking about Power Rangers for some reason. And I felt like it, it was a moment of transitioning into adulthood because he made such a, a funny reference in a way that I was like, yeah, we're, we're old now. We're the next generation. He said, man, those Power Rangers, I can see the Voltron sticker that they scratched off on yeah. And I was like, ah, 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 children. <laughs> and we were like 13. Well, I remember last year at Comic-Con, they had that like, Forty foot tall Red Ranger in the in the building oh, because it was the twentieth anniversary of Power Rangers. It came out in I think nineteen ninety two. The fortieth anniversary. The twentieth. Oh, okay. 20th. I was like, it was a forty foot tall Power you? Ranger. Forty foot tall Power Ranger. The 20th human anniversary. or the or the, the human. The red the Red Ranger. Jason the Red Ranger. The, the guy. human in not, costume. In with costume the helmet, with the bicycle helmet on. Yes, on with, the, with the with the not the with face the of some no Madame Trousseau's. He's attacking. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't a giant wax figure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I had to think about it because I would have been seven going on eight when yeah. that Barbara when knows that came the Blue out. Ranger. This is a conversation that happened off air for the listener. But. Nice. <laughs> ben uh, also does stand up at the club here in Burbank that's owned by my former manager and she is good friends with the original Blue Ranger. Really? Nice. Yeah, we ran into him at the Burbank airport and and I was and I recognized him, but she was talking to him and everything. She goes, I don't know if you know he's the Blue Ranger. I was like, Yeah, I do. Nice. <laughs> uh, the the funny- in case you are a big power because that's what I want to know. I want to know what have you ever like really honestly had a rage nerd rage about? I you know I've I don't know if I've ever really raged out. I think I've raged out about Star Wars a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, weren't you concerned with the purchase of Star Wars when when Disney bought it? No, I was actually very excited about it. But you know, well now there's a whole thing with J.J. Abrams that they're not sure if he's going to do it or not. But anyway. What? I'd Did you not hear about that. this? No. Because he might end up just still doing Star Trek or something. I, that I don't would be know. better. I don't know. I'm okay with that. But I'm he's, not. He's J.J. Abrams is great, but I think we've seen what he would do if he did Star Wars. I know, but I like it. Uh, I want to see something different. I, like, I also like the idea of the guy being in charge of like two... Of star the major, properties. yeah, star well, properties. You can do StarCraft the movie. For two different companies. <laughs> I got two words for you that are going to blow this whole conversation out of the water. Michael Bay. I mean, <laughs> you can't get any better. Six star Death Wars. Stars blow up in every movie. <laughs> it's just constant lens flares and then no plot. Yeah. Oh, the, f- the force is actually the uh, the result of mutagen. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> and he's like you know, I- I'm going to do things different. So in this Star Wars movie, there are no Jedi and no stars. <laughs> But we do have lightsabers. We do have... And Darth Vader's back, (laughs) y'all. I will tell you what I did rage out about recently was when they came out... Was it Michael Bay who was going to do the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? Yes, he is doing it. Yeah. yeah. But then they were like, oh, they're not turtles anymore. They're aliens. And I went... Ape shit. Yeah. So did like, you and every other person yeah. ever, even people that don't even know what the Ninja Turtles are, are like, why? That's yeah. interesting, because I guess that's the closest it. I came. But it's like the, the most I could nerd rage about something was what my reaction to this was just... 
Which is why I bring him up, because it's like, really, dude? I mean, his whole point for doing Transformers, because you, you watch the original show or play any of the games or read in the comic books, and it's a it's a really detailed universe. Mm-hmm. It's really thought out, but it's super accessible. It's not hard to understand. It's not super anime and, yep. and hard. It's just a clever, simple idea. And he was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. Else. I want to give you a stroke while you try and figure out who's fighting who. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's step one. Uh, and the thing about it is, is it's like, okay, we're just going to turn everything into aliens now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, everything's already aliens. Give us our turtles that were exposed to mutagen and and became, you know, bipedal ninjas. Give us that, because that's u- at least unique to the alien yes. idea. And then we get to say the word bipedal. Yeah. Which is sweet. Sweet. And... <laughs> In a world where I feel like the new the new way of making these nerd movies is for people who really enjoyed them as a kid, like how does it make sense for you to be that? Like one of the things that I thought, and I don't, because again, I'm not the expert that I should be when having a podcast, but um, <laughs> but one of the things that's that why I, you have a podcast. <laughs> that's true, not yeah. a radio show. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, see, that wasn't even a drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get a podcast. <laughs> Can't even bother to make a sound effect, bed. I got, I got <laughs> a, a Foley producer <laughs> in my cheek. <laughs> 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 oh, damn it, that was funny. Oh, but my point. <laughs> well, we don't even have a drop. It's funny. Um, my point was <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Don Deloise, it's over. It's over. Well, I mean, Bert, start chewing some bubble gum. We make such great references for our twelve-year-old audience. Yay! But um, but uh, now I lost my fucking point. Um, Michael Bay, nerd raging movies for people who like them as kids. Thank you. When I when I one of the things because I watched Iron Man with my my son was that was kind of the first movie that he really was like number one. Uh, yes, and so he's watching it, and then it got to the point where you see a movie so many times with your kid that you're like, you know what, I'm going to watch the special features. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. something different that maybe I could at least see something new. And one of the things I thought was, re- thought was really interesting is that when uh, John Favreau was talking about how he goes, when he goes, what I've learned from watching the reaction to other superhero movies is that there, this is something that is very important to the people that love it. He goes, so yeah. you have mm-hmm. to find a way of honoring that and making it accessible to a new audience. Yeah. He said, but in order to do that well, he goes, I think you really have to focus on honoring what was already there so as not to upset anyone. And yeah. that's a humongous responsibility. And th- and when I when he said that, I was like, you're no kidding. Wow, that's... Like, it, yeah, because yeah, was... you see like you see where it wasn't obeyed is in the Spider-Man franchise, the first one with Tobey Maguire, where the spider stuff was something... It just came out of yeah, his hand. Yeah, supposed to him developing it. Just it. ejaculated from his wrist. Right, because that's normal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Uh, but where people backlashed unnecessarily was the Wonder Woman TV show that wasn't realized. Nerd Rage for days, You could, if you printed out all the blogs on Nerd Rage about her uniform, you could fill up uh, all of the 405 from end to end. Yeah. Of how it's not okay that she was wearing jeans. Like, we're really going to be upset that much that Wonder Woman's wearing jeans instead of whatever <laughs> well, her, she normally wears? I want to see some quads. Yeah. <laughs> her costume's gone through about four different changes since the 30s, anyway, Exactly. What difference whatever. does it make? But people, and so I think somebody that's why that show Somebody will catch me on, on when Wonder Woman was introduced. <laughs> I said the 30s, and somebody will be like, no! <laughs> that's a good question. I thought, I thought you were right on. That's that. something that Jason right. would, uh, Jason, the character from Geeks, would call <laughs> he out. Would, he would, he would you know, speaking of uh, 
Iron Man, I, I actually just remembered I, I wanted to mention that... Uh, I'm Iron Man. I am Iron Man. <laughs> just the, I am the Iron just Man. Just a heads up, guys. Um, I am the Iron Man. Um, oh, no, actually, oh. uh, Vicky, the sexy cosplay character that's introduced in the second episode... Uh, the actress that plays her, Crystal Ellsworth, was one of the Ironettes in oh, Iron oh. Man Two. So you have you have a, a legitimate cosplay girl. We've got some legit some legit nerd. You know what does she dress cred. up as in Episode Two? Uh, I believe we have her as Sailor Moon. A good nice. choice. Nice good choice. choice. Yeah, December nineteen forty one. Ooh, I was All close. Star Comics number eight. I was close. That's when Wonder Woman first showed up. Uh, tell us in Need in a calendar abacus <laughs> in Watch Geeks. Where would Batman be? Where would Batman be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This ba- is a running gag. Batman hides everywhere. Yeah. He's in oh. this room. You just have to know where he is. Yeah. Where would Batman... He is actually in this room. <laughs> oh, there you go. There he is. <laughs> we have fan this, art. This piece of fan art playing football. Nice. <laughs> so where where would Batman be in the pilot episode of Watch Geeks? Uh, he would be... You know how in uh, Arkham Asylum or Arkham City, yeah. when you can hang upside down from a gargoyle yeah. and just chill there? That's where Batman is. He's hanging from the ceiling in the corner watching us waiting to drop down and pounce on any villains <laughs> beastmaster and they keep yeah. them there hanging but, upside down yeah. until they pass out yeah they're just sleeping and yeah that's where batman is yeah in the, in the geeks i'll look for him nice. i'll look for him there. Yep. do you have to worry about licensings or any of those other things pulling the references and characters and as long as we're talking about them uh we're, we should be fine. It's if we show any logos or anything, and that's if, if you look at the episode, you notice like the sh- the logo on all of our shirts. Those are custom designed. I Got designed it. all of those. They're um, close, but not exactly. So the, on on uh, Jason's shirt, there's a there's a shield with like a sword with wings on it, Got and that's it. just super generic. But it's it's green, and it's supposed to kind of be like a Zelda theme type of thing. Um, if you look at Oz's shirt, you can kind of t- see it. I'm wearing a vest in the episode, but it's basically the ESPN font, but it just says "I pwn you," <laughs> and it has two football helmets crashing into each other. Uh, I suggest fun. you sell those T-shirts. I was gonna say I yeah. would like I would like that T-shirt. <laughs> well, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be in our merch once we once we get everything up and going. Is that is that a prize if I donate to your uh, Kickstarter? Can I get um, one of those shirts? We do have. We actually had exclusive. Uh, geeks shirts that we wore to comic-con when we were uh promoting the show so that is one of them uh one of the incentive uh rewards or awards rewards yeah achievements uh, achievements and then we also have geeks themed hoodies but we can actually you know we, we still have time we can put more uh yeah get it up more there. stuff up there so we can we can do you know the number 23 hat that was yeah. that was an you know obviously michael jordan themed but has nothing to do with actual Jordan the brand or yeah, anything yeah, like yeah. that. Can't copyright a number. <laughs> Can't copyright a number. Suck and, on that, Jordan. And then uh, Greg's shirt was just like kind of dark, re- deep red with like a, a funny skull and crossbones on it just to kind of be like, he's the bad guy. But <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty great. <laughs> All um, right. Well, well, best of luck out yeah. there, Ben. Thank you very much. So where can people, obviously they could go to watchgeeks.com. You can go to watchgeeks.com, W-A-T-C-H-G-E-E-X.com. You can also check out. And there's links there to the Kickstarter. There are links there to the Kickstarter. Can you throw out some other, like, what What are some perks that people can if, and the dollar amounts? Like, oh, there's uh, $5. Uh, you get your name on the website on our special thank you section. Um, moving up from there, and I actually have to look at the list, but uh, moving Can up from there, up? yeah, why don't you pull it up? Just okay. click on What's the top? What's the most you will accept from one person? Uh, the most. Dude, you're almost at nine grand. Yeah. 
the most that Kickstarter will allow you is ten thousand dollars and from one soul from one person. So ten thousand dollars is you get basically all the perks leading up to that point, plus you get an executive producer credit um, or a special producer credit yeah. on the show. Um, and, a, and a if, handshake like, and a hand. Well, and you get a, everything. Uh, bowl like, of Lucky Charms. Yes, a bowl, a delicious <laughs> bowl of. Do you remember Cookie Crisp? Hell uh, yeah! <laughs> Which one, Gen One or Gen Two? Gen like, One. Yeah, would he was like a real burglar. Yeah. Gen Two, they all nerfed him, and he was like, "Hey, what's going on, guys?" Yeah. Gen One, he was like, he gave me nightmares. Yeah. We have a we, we have a good <laughs> joke about nerfing one of the gamers in uh, in the series too. We we basically cover everything, all of nerd wait. languages in it. I can't wait. Um, so yeah, twenty dollars or more, um, you get a geeks uh, you get geeks season one digital download, uh, and your name on the special thank you se- uh, section. That was specifically made for international backers because we actually had some international people mail in because we. International shipping is yeah a yep. B. So um, by the way, I'm not mad, but I learned that Brooke. Uh, so when you get oh, your, no, your I, picture, I should have done it. No, it's fine. I'm sorry. Okay. I no, write, I I'll care. write you another hundred dollars. I don't really care. It's rude that I brought it up. Anyway, <laughs> so moving up from that point until you start having other physical items to go out, um, there there's no charge for the digital download, obviously. Mm. Um, once you start moving into the other categories that there are other physical items, the hoodie, the T-shirt, stuff like that, we actually uh, will send that out on a custom uh, or a special edition Geeks thumb drive, Geeks-themed thumb drive which nice. with the full first season. Uh, and then when I think when you move up another category from that, uh, you get the f- the full first season with blooper reel, behind-the-scenes footage, uh, extra stuff like that. Uh, $100, uh, you tack on the hoodie to that. Yep. Uh, $250, uh, what do we got there? Oh, you get yeah, a special... Geeks Comic-Con gear. Uh, yeah, you get the the special Geeks Comic-Con special edition Red t-shirt. t-shirt and blaze with the Geek logo uh, and Comic-Con geek wristbands and the wristbands which we're wearing yeah. right oh, now right yeah. Now. yeah powers unite boom powers combine we actually did it uh, <laughs> for real uh, meanwhile at the legion of doom so now how does this so this is the part where i don't maybe all of our listeners are aware but so so like is the only way that you'll get the hoodie is if you hit your mark that's and if is we that also mark. the only way that they have to pay their money exactly that's okay, how kickstarter right. works um there are a couple different websites that do similar things but kickstarter works like this basically we set a goal and we say this is how much money we we need to make this project and then you you basically come in and pledge a certain amount and you can choose to receive the reward for the amount that you pledged or not you can just say hey i just want to throw money at you and and don't Mm -hmm. worry about it um and no it it works through amazon.com with your credit card connection Mm -hmm. with that and so it just it's it is it's super super easy um, and so if you, it, it basically just confirms that you have agreed to make this amount of a payment, um, once the project is over. So on August 22nd, when the project is up, if we have hit our $70,000 goal in pledges, then everybody will be charged from their, their credit card account. If we have not, and then we'll, we'll start working on getting everything shipped out and, and everything, you know, most everything isn't going to get shipped out till about next summer about uh july of 2014 um because the idea is we're going to be um premiering the season finale at a special watch party at comic-con next year cool uh, that'll be fun um off-site not not in the convention center, sure yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you don't need a pass to come yeah, exactly um and in fact i 
think one of the incentives we're going to put on there is a special VIP invite to the uh, season finale showing right. at Comic-Con next year. So none of this stuff is going to get shipped out till next July when we're actually getting ready to do all, you know, do all that because mm-hmm. some of it is like the the thumb drives with the uh, the full first season on it while well, we can't release those until the full first season yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Has, <laughs> you know. Exists. I want to say aired, but that that's not it, does it it's zap? a series of what tubes. A thumb drive of a table read. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's it's the thumb drive script. of all our table reads. Which we do have Chris on Copeland making sound pew, 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 in the background. It's really good. Because he's not a real radio show. No. So that's there a, you go. He's a podcaster who is amazing at art. <laughs> there you go. Should you send us out of here, Justin? Yes, let's do it. it. Uh well I just want to make sure we got it. so watchgeeks.com. Uh, I had it up here. Uh you could get, follow them on Twitter at twitter.com slash geeks the show same thing facebook.com slash geeks the show you could throw a like up there and uh help ben cleaver spread the word and uh what and essentially be a part of creating a show that is made for you right i think that's yeah a fair i think way to it, say. i yeah. think if you listen to the show you will enjoy what they're doing at watch geeks yeah there's no way that you wouldn't like it yeah, it's very it. much a for geeks by geeks you know we're doing it because we're passionate about the culture and and everything that it entails you know yeah and it's fun it looks well done way to go independent entertainment yay do it that's the way it's always going to be now well that was our show you could send us an email to show at gamerlandpodcast.com you could follow us on twitter at uh gamerland pod yep like us on facebook at gamerland podcast facebook.com slash gamerland i don't know if we've ever tweeted once from a new gamerland i have it i'm gonna look into that all right uh also the big thing too that we constantly are pushing is to make sure that you go to facebook.com slash i want sly cooper in his own animated series we're gonna betty white this bitch much like ben is going to do with this amazing show geeks uh so do that on behalf of my good friend kevin miller my new friend ben cleaver this is just worship saying okay bye. bye